Hello, and welcome to the Narrowing Path, walking the spiritual walk. I'm excited to be back on with you guys this weekend to do a reading from James Allen's As a Man Thinketh. Again, we're going to be doing the third chapter, The Effect of Thought on Health and the Body, which is pretty cool to actually read this chapter in the frame of new information, right? I think it's awesome to be able to say and see how science today is actually kind of Line, beginning to line up with what he was talking about, James Allen was talking about back then, and just the way this life is structured. So, I am excited to read this. Thank you all for joining me and being a part of this whole thing, and thank everybody for going on to the YouTube channel and taking a listen and watching my last video episode of the review of Chapter 2 thought on circumstance. So, I'm excited to get to this one. So, we're just going to do the reading today. This will be audio only. And we'll read the chapter. And then next weekend, I will be doing another video review of the chapter. So, here we go. Let's get into it. The Effect of Thought on Health and the Body in the book As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. This is chapter 3. The body is the servant of the mind. It obeys, an operation, it obeys the operations of the mind, whether they be deliberately chosen or automatically expressed. At the bidding of unlawful thoughts, the body sinks rapidly into disease and decay. At the command of glad and beautiful thoughts, it becomes clothed in youthfulness and beauty. Disease and health, like circumstances, are rooted in thought. Sickly thoughts will express themselves through a sickly body. Thoughts of fear have been known to kill a man as speedily as a bullet, and they are continually killing thousands of people, just as surely, though less rapidly. The people who live in fear of disease are the people who get it. Anxiety quickly demoralizes the whole body, and it lays open to the entrance of disease, while impure thoughts, even if not physically indulged, will soon shatter the nervous system. Strong, pure, and happy thoughts build up the body in vigor and grace. The body is a delicate and plastic instrument, which responds readily to the thoughts by which it is impressed. The habits of thought will produce their own effects, good or bad, or upon it. Men will continue to have impure thoughts and poisoned blood so long as they propagate, an unclean, propagate unclean thoughts. Out of a clean heart comes clean life and a clean body. Out of defiled mind proceeds a defiled life and a corrupt body. Thought is the fount of action, life and manifestation. Make the fountain pure, and all will be pure. A change of diet will not help a man who will not change his thoughts. When a man makes his thoughts pure, he no longer desires impure food. Clean thoughts make clean habits. 
The so-called saint who does not wash his body is not a saint. He who has strengthened and purified his thoughts does not need to consider the malevolent microbe. If you would perfect your body, guard your mind. If you would renew your body, beautify your mind. Thoughts of malice, envy, disappointment, despondency rob the body of its health and grace. A sour face does not come by chance as it is made by our sour thoughts. Wrinkles that mar are drawn by folly, passion, pride. I know a woman of 96 who has the bright, innocent face of a girl. I know a man well under middle-aged whose face is drawn into inharmonious contours. The one is the result of a sweet and sunny disposition, the other the outcome of passion and discontent. As you cannot have a sweet and wholesome abode unless you admit the air and sunshine freely into your rooms, so a strong body and a bright, happy, or serene countenance can only result from the free admittance into the mind of thoughts of joy and goodwill and serenity. On the faces of the aged, there are wrinkles made by sympathy Others by strong and pure thought, and others are carved by passion. Who, can dis- who cannot distinguish them? With those who have lived righteously, age is calm, peaceful, and softly mellowed, like the setting sun. I have recently seen a philosopher on his deathbed. He was not old except in years. He died as sweetly and peacefully as he had lived. There was no physician. There is no physician like cheerful thought for dissipating the ills of the body. There is no comforter to compare the with goodwill for dispersing the shadows of grief and sorrow. To live continually in thoughts of ill will, cynicism, suspicion, and envy is to be confined in a self-made prison. Self-made prison hall but to think well of it, to be cheerful with it, to patiently learn, to find the good in all. Such unselfish thoughts are the very portals of heaven. And to dwell day by day in thoughts of peace toward every creature will bring abiding, abounding peace to their, to their possessor. All right. Wow, that's a short one. That's the whole chapter. I think in total, in the book I read it out of, it was a chapter page, which is three quarters, then one, two, and a paragraph. So really it's just about only three pages long in the copy that I showed you, that uh, leather-bound edition of As a Man Thinketh. I think it's the shortest chapter in this book, but it's got so much great stuff in it. I, I hope you all enjoyed that reading. And then I'll be looking forward to actually going through and giving a little bit of interpretation, understanding, and perspective on it. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a good time. So I'll be looking forward to it, and I will be back with y'all next week. So please take a listen to it. Listen to it a couple of times. It's short, and 
get ready for another discussion next week. Thank you all so much for your time. I appreciate it. So, until next time, thanks.